welcome to One Penny at a Time. I'm your host, Harris Elliott. Now, the goal of the podcast was to have a special guest every four to six weeks. Something changed up here, though. It's like there's no way we're missing up on this opportunity. Um, very grateful today to have, in my opinion, the most entertaining dividend investor on YouTube and on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, very proud to have here today uh, Dapper Dividends. Russ, thank you so much for joining me, first and foremost. What in the hell are you talking about, boy? <laughs> I love it, man. Thank you. Come on. I am as just a regular, normal dude as you are. And yeah, I crowbarred my way in for all of y'all. All y'all listening, I invited myself. I just came to his front door and said, hey, mind if I come in and sit down and hang out? So that's what we're doing. I wanted to come on the pod and uh, talk some whatever we're going to talk about. We don't have anything planned. We're just hanging out for a little bit here. So yeah. Thank That's you. a great thing. And, um, you know, uh, you know my, my parents always say, don't open your door to strangers. I will open my door for Dapper Dividends any day. So, <laughs> so happy Russ, to be here. no, yeah. I'm happy to have you here. And it's crazy. Um, as kind of we talked about before, um, I found I found you through Spotify maybe like six months ago when I used to go do my runs around the lake. And I literally wrote the word dividends in Spotify. That way I have something to listen to while I run. And here we are today. So it's really crazy how like such a small world that we live in as far as like in this space. Well, I'm sorry you had to listen to me while you're running. Hopefully it wasn't too distracting. But no, I'm happy no. to hear that. And it's weird that I'm at the top of Spotify, as you just told me before we came on, which is, oh, I think there's, you know, I just, I informed you about Dividend Talk podcast and I, I, love those guys I, I would put them above mine but hey i'll take it man i'll take it yeah no for sure so russ so i wanted to ask you the big thing that i always like to talk about in one penny at a time it's how if you literally have the discipline the behavior anybody can do this and build wealth and i like to always show everyday people and you don't have to be a hedge fund you don't have to be jordan Belford, you don't have to be any of these big crazy hedge fund guys to be successful in this so i want to know about your story tell me about yourself man well we'll try and give you the uh the abbreviated version <laughs> i am currently 45 i grew up in chicago i lived here my whole life you can hear a little bit of the accent try and turn it on and off at certain times but i'll let it flow through now naturally but yeah, I, I, the only time I was gone from this area was when I was in the U.S. Navy right out of high school, actually joined when I was 17, <laughs> literally saw the world, crossed all 24 time zones, the equator, both hemispheres, the tropics, the Capricorn cancer, blah, 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 down to Australia by the time I was 20. So that was uh, that was good fun. I didn't go to college and I would definitely, definitely do that again. And I work in the commercial loading dock industry. I do a lot of welding and heavy equipment stuff. And it's paid the bills. I usually joke around saying I, I'm going to do this, you know, still figuring out what I want to do. And I started doing it when I was 21, just back out of the Navy. I was really focused on partying and chasing girls and doing more partying. And this popped up. <laughs> I was like, I'll do this for a little bit. But the pay was good. I've stuck with it and 23 years in now, I guess, something like that. And uh, yeah, wife, kids, some teenage daughters, which I'm learning to uh, learn, <laughs> learning that whole thing. Actually, my wife's dealing with it more than I am, so I can't complain too much. And I wanted to start investing, take it into my own hands and start investing for myself. So like 
like the the future penny stock millionaire that I was going to be, I found Robin Hood, <laughs> started trading penny stocks, did awful at it. Then I graduated to swing trading, took some Udemy classes and YouTube classes, which is kind of good because it taught me about chart reading. So I've learned uh, technical analysis, reading the chart. By the way, fundamental analysis is when you study the financials of the company, cash flows and all that. But technical analysis is like momentum looking at the chart. So that kind of did better, but I was still investing in some penny stocks. And the story I tell everybody is NIO, ticker NIO, the Chinese yes. EV car manufacturer. So I bought them at their IPO in September of 2018. And I... Uh, they did okay, and then they started going down. I added to it, and I was like, all right, I'm going to wait for them to come up, and then I'm going to sell. The damn thing kept going down. I kept putting more money into it, and it was just this pattern of going down and more money, going down and more money, and I started losing sleep, and it was, you know, it was after maybe like two nights, I, I would wake up. So for those of you that may or may not know, the pre-market around here, around these parts, yeah, opens up at 4 a.m., I believe it's been a while and I'm glad I don't remember that exact number, <laughs> but I would wake up and just start looking at the early morning price market movements to see like, okay, is t <laughs> like, I don't know if anyone remembers quantum leap that, you know, Sam Beckett, he was always looking for the leap that would send him home. Well, I was always looking like, is today going to be the day that Neo pops and I can get out with a profit. And it wasn't good. I was just tired at work. And I remember lying there one night thinking like, you know, my grandpa, who I've talked about on the podcast, he was an investor, nothing crazy. He didn't really talk about it too much, which I really wish I could have picked his brain a, a little bit more. But I remember thinking like he was never like on edge swearing about stocks being down. And I did remember him. And this is, you know, crazy. It's, I'm laying there probably five o'clock, four thirty in the morning. And um, yeah, he was talking about, dividends from like, you know, he'd say, I got like Walmart, they pay good dividends and AT&T and he had one more, oh, Disney. He said, yeah, these companies pay good dividends. I was young. I didn't really care, unfortunately, but thankfully that was a seed that planted and it, uh, yeah. Anyway, long story short, <laughs> I Googled dividend uh, investing and went down the rabbit hole. I would say, Alice, meet the rabbit hole. And I haven't come back up and I do have my own channel, YouTube channel, podcast, and website, which I don't really do all that much to nowadays, yeah. and the uh, newsletter. So I am a dividend growth investor. I'm proud to say it. No tattoos about that yet. Maybe we'll save that for, uh, you know, for a future date in a video or something. But uh, anyway, so that's, I guess, the hopefully abbreviated version of uh, my story. No, for sure. So and on the podcast, I talk about how... The main thing is uh, we really don't talk about day trading, swing trading. It's not investing. It's gambling. So you can pretty much say that um, no go for you, huh? Now, you know what I found out? Momentum trading, kind of like swing trading, is it's like lemmings, dude. It's, it's lemmings. You're following everybody else. When people are buying, you're buying. And then when people are selling, you're selling. And it's just, it's not investing at all. Penny stocks... Okay, you can invest in penny stocks, but in order to be successful, you need a long time horizon for things to play out. But it just, it's not worth it, in my opinion. What I'm doing is I'm buying businesses 
that have cash flows and I'm buying the cash flows from those businesses and holding them for a really long time, not selling and just collecting the dividends that hopefully will continue growing. But yeah, it's that's the whole name of the game for me is just buying businesses and the cash that they're producing, trying to ignore a lot of the noise. And, you know, you got to play your own game. You got to know what you're investing for, why. And I always said dividend growth invest. Dividend growth? What the hell is a dividend growth? Dude, I just started a new thing. That sounds like uh, we're going to have a dividend growth party where you're going to bring, you know, you're going to wear funny clothes and have light sticks. Yeah, sorry. I just started thinking of that. Like, dude, that's a business opportunity. You just heard it here first. Anyway, what are we talking about? Bring you back on track, Harris. No, for sure. So, you know, you're building now this uh, long term, you know, cash flow dividend dividend portfolio. Um, for yourself, are you putting are you are you investing in companies that you personally use in your everyday, or are you just looking for like actually doing the deep diving and finding this looks like a good opportunity? What's like your way of like finding how to build your portfolio out? Yeah, so basically, so basically, see that's my that's me thinking. When you hear the basically, that's my. Uh, I guess I've replaced the so. I used to say so, and I guess the basically. Anyways, what I do is I look for companies that have really strong records of dividend growth, paying a dividend that they increase the payments on every year. And companies that do that for 25 years are, you may have heard them called a dividend aristocrat. And even harder next is doing it for 50 years are dividend kings. And it's not surprising. A lot of these companies are the stronger companies. I just talked about, we had a live stream yesterday, talked about Procter & Gamble is my sleep well at night stock. It's really hard to go wrong with a company that has products in people's houses all over the world. And, you know, as, as far as finding them, you can never just buy the dividend. Just buying the dividend is a surefire way to get into a, a, a dividend trap meaning that companies that have a really high dividend yield usually means their stock price has dropped and there's something going on with it. There's something wrong because obviously with that really high yield, well, people would just come in and just keep buying it and it wouldn't. So I don't know if you've told your, your listeners, but the way that the dividend yield is when the share price drops, the yield pops. Yes. I like to say. No, yeah. for sure. I think on the second episode, I used a uh, Coke, uh, Coke ticker symbol KO as an example of like at the time, it was at like sixty three or sixty four, and it's like if this were to drop to like fifty eight, this is what it's at. And I think I said it there. I hope it does, and it's like below that now, which is crazy. And speaking of Procter and Gamble, I got an alert on my phone today that it hit a fifty two week low of like I think one twenty three or one twenty two. And I actually thought about you because I know you said that you didn't buy it for almost two years, and I'm sure you're probably stocking up on it now, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to buy more this week. I started buying again, of course, you know, it's, and this is actually, this is why I'm not worried. I bought at 127.50 again after, I, I, I don't remember the number I threw out. It was like, I don't, it was a long time. It may, I don't, I won't, I don't know. I can't remember yeah. the name. If it's I remember correctly, brain. I think on Twitter, when you said you rebought, I think you're like, like 580 days or something like that without buying Procter sure. Gamble. We'll, we'll go with it. That sounds about right. <laughs> I, you can check my Twitter feed, somebody out there. But yeah, so uh, I started buying them again. 127.50, I bought a share. And then I bought another one at 125.50. And that was last week. 
And of course, here we are pushing 120. So it's the further down it goes, I'm just going to keep loading up on that. I I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know where how far down it'll go, but the farther down they go, that yield keeps climbing. And it just it's like a built-in safeguard for these blue chip, fantastic dividend paying companies because Procter and Gamble's not gonna get down to 50 bucks a share. I mean, you know, with the whole market pulling back. I mean, if they were, if, if you know, uh, John Mueller, the CEO, joined a satanic cult and was trying to poison everybody, well, then they might drop and there'd be serious, serious concerns that the business would be able to continue. But uh, I think it's Ray Dalio. We'll say it's Ray Dalio. We'll go with it. I believe it's Ray Dalio who said you buy a stock. And if the price drops and the story remains unchanged, the story that you bought it for remains unchanged, you buy more. It really is that simple. And again, Procter & Gamble, you're not going to see it with like a 6% yield. I mean, that would be crazy. So, yeah, I don't remember what the what we started. What was the main question that got us here? Well, we kind of have, no, it's good. Um, <laughs> we were talking about like the companies you invest in and then you talk mm. about how that was your your sleep at well stock and then i talked about like oh it hit another another low and it's like oh russ is probably all excited on his end yeah and as a products i use yes and no because i invest in altria and i don't use tobacco i was always told it would stunt your growth and that's probably why i'm six four (laughs) i'm sure genetics has something to do with it (laughs) but and and that's where people can get in a little bit of trouble is investing heavily in companies that they use you know, if you were to do that with Blockbuster Video, didn't work out so well. And what's it's, really funny again, about that, you know, yeah, what's really funny about Blockbuster, about Blockbuster, um, my dream as a child was actually to own a Blockbuster. Thank God I never went down that, that pursuit. <laughs> you could probably do it really cheaply now. I'm sure. Uh, I don't remember who bought it. I think there's, there's still one. one Yeah, in Alaska, I think. Actually, that one closed because of COVID. There's only one in Oregon now. Oh, no. I got to go to it. My... Uh, I don't, yeah, well, Halloween's coming up. It's funny. Mm-hmm. This will be over a lot of people's heads. My, my wife used to work at a store called Venture. I don't mm-hmm. know if those were by you. And no. then I used to work at a store called Farmore. So, and she has a friend that worked at a convenience store around these parts yeah, called White Hen. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be funny for a lot of us older people to like get a t-shirt made and be former employees of, I don't, wasn't the greatest idea. Didn't say it was a great idea. I said it was an idea and an idea it was. But yeah, you know, Peter Lynch talks about investing strictly in companies because you use them and you know of them. I mean, you have to do a little bit digger, a little bit deep digging on that. Watch out. (laughs) You have to, I was thinking dig, dug, but. Classic game. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, um, not trying to be a, a. Kanye West around here. No. So no. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I just heard about the controversy with him oh today. Oh my God. Yeah. No, it's Nut job. Uh, wild. Yes. Yeezy. He's from Chicago too, unfortunately. You yeah. got the Air Yeezys going. I wouldn't invest in his company because, anyway. Um, okay. Back. Let's focus. So, yeah. yeah. Peter Lynch would say you always have to look at the company. Uh, you scrutinize them a little bit more than just saying, I use this product, I'm going to buy the company because that may work and it may not work. And if you don't want to scrutinize companies, you know, we've talked a little bit earlier about SCHD, just Mm -hmm. buy an ETF. Like you still get 
little slivers. If you were to buy one share of SCHD, you get little slivers. It's just a basket of stocks. Nice little basket. You get same Procter and Gamble, Coca-Cola, AbbVie, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all the, the major dividend payers are all in there and you're literally becoming an owner of those companies. So it's just an easier way. You don't have to think about it. But, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm one of those people that went a little bit more nutty and wanted to spend mm-hmm. my free time looking at financial statements and whatnot. So, no. And it's true what you're saying, because myself, um, I think on the episode that came out um, this past Monday, um, I headed up to 28 holdings and then I started looking more into index funds. And then I found a bunch of indexes where it's like and one of the main reasons I was trying to find an index is I had Costco as an, as an individual stock. I love that business to death, but I hate the valuation so much. And then I found this amazing index fund. I think I forget which one it is. I, I bought, I, I changed a lot of indexes this week from like individuals mm-hmm. to indexes, but there was one where it was for consumer staples. Procter Gamble was number one. Coke was number two. Pepsi was number three. And it was like, I think like at a 15, 10 and 10, you know, spread. And it's like, this makes more sense. I can, I don't, I didn't have Pepsi as an, as a single stock and I like Pepsi products because of the snack division. It's like, why not do this? So I simplified things. Now I brought it down from 28 to 22 and you know, people are like, Oh, it's not the same. It's like, okay, it's, it's more boring. But like I say in the podcast, boring is sexy. You know, you can do, you know, you can do the to the moon or the poop coin or whatever, but I'm not here to do that. I'm here to do, boring long-term just let let the father time and compounding do its magic that's what it's all about yeah it's not supposed to be exciting and that i believe is george soros who says if uh, if your investing is exciting you're, you're doing it wrong we'll paraphrase what he said and you know if you want exciting in the market if you want to gamble you can do that but i would just you know say throw 500 bucks in a separate i don't know open up a robin hood just a separate thing and, or, you know, I have, I use Schwab, like I can mm-hmm. make a whole new account and just put money into it. Not, you know, within the yeah. account, but I can yeah. keep it all separated and just do that. Buy your moon coins, your penny stocks, whatever. But then when that's gone, like, that's it. That was your fun gambling account. You know, I don't, I don't go to the casino and sometimes I'll buy a penny stock. I'll throw 10 bucks in, in something or 20 bucks and just see what happens and hold it for a couple yeah. of years. Yeah. And I think I think you could probably attest to this, even though, you know, day trading is crazy. But I'm sure that that experience made you the investor you're at today and made you such a better, a wiser person in the space. And, you know, it helped expand your horizon. So in a way, I guess you can say that penny stocks did give you a benefit as far as like finding where you're at right now, because right now and this is something I want to highlight. I know you and you can talk about this, about your your 100 club. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, 100 percent. You're right on target with that. And I always look at it because you're going to lose money in the market. I, you know, I hate to say it, but if you invest, you will lose money. It's just the way that it goes. Everyone from Warren Buffett on down has lost money in the market. It's just, and I know he has that quote, never lose money. And then, you know, that's rule number one and rule number two, see rule number mm-hmm. one. But, you know, as far as Uncle Warren saying that, it's just everybody's going to lose money. And trying to be in the stock market and not lose money is like trying to breathe without exhaling. It just... It doesn't work. I mean, you're going to lose it. And whatever money you lose, I look at as your tuition to the market. And the key, though, and this could be just even to anything outside of the market, is when you do something once, it's a mistake. But if you do it again, then it's a choice. So 
you know, some things I'm still choosing to do wrong, but I've, I've gotten better. I'm trying to not, you know, make repeat mistakes because then they're choices. But the 100 Club, yeah, I started that with, well, really what started it was Ian Lopik, hearing him by his, so this was kind of when I was starting to do this. And he had said, it's another Monday. And I bought a share of Starbucks on Monday morning. And he had did that for like three or four weeks. You know, he's like, oh, it's my little habit. I just added one more share of Starbucks on my way to Starbucks or something. And then I just had that idea that I was researching companies and I really liked Pepsi. I thought they're a solid company. I still think they're a solid company, obviously. Uh, currently in 2021, 55% of Pepsi's net sales came from food. So they sell more food. Well, I don't know if, you know, you're going to count a bag of chips versus a, a can of Pepsi, but at least in terms of revenue, they brought in more money from food than they did from beverages. And, you know, it's cool. They're a company in transition on their last, which they do have Wednesday, two days from now, Wednesday, their uh, earnings comes out, which I'm excited for. I love it. We're, we're right on the precipice of earnings season. And I'm really going to be looking forward to the companies mm -hmm. looking at their their um, their guidance, meaning what do they think is going to happen. And another company I love, Leggett and Platt, ticker LEG. I saw they got hit hard today, and I was like, oh no, what happened? Did they cut their dividend? <laughs> you know, and then I well, they're a new dividend king too. Mm -hmm. Fifty years of increases. No, I looked at them and they lowered their fiscal year guidance for the rest of 2022. I'm like, well, duh. You know, I mean, so I think they're a good buy right now, in my opinion, not financial mm -hmm. advice, but yeah. So with Pepsi back to them, I just started buying a share. I said, you know what, I'm going to buy one share a week until I get to a hundred. And I did that with the intention of being able to sell options. That's probably not something we'll get into here, but mm -hmm. point being, I did that for a hundred weeks, one share a week. And I wanted to see what would happen regardless of price. And a few times when it was in the one Oh, and I think like 174 ish was the, I, I bought the some shares up there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's funny as I was doing it, I, I was, I think I was even tweeting out saying like, you know, if it wasn't for this silly thing I'm running, I, there's no way I would buy up here, but it's okay. So it taught me though, it's, it's still buying a solid company. I'm buying the business. I'm looking at the business, not trying to buy a stock. And I think, you know, I'm not really big into like discounted cash flows. I've been trying to learn more about it just so I can can know about it. But I don't like it because we're projecting what a company's cash flows are going to be out into the future, like 10 years. And then we're discounting that back to today and putting a price on it. So, you know, I don't know. I don't really like it because if you just change that percentage just a little bit, I mean, you're going to get a whole number. There's a famous quote out there that the problem with discounted cash flow is that if you turn, it's like looking through the Hubble telescope, you turn it like a quarter of an inch and you're looking at a different galaxy. But anyway, That's buying amazing, solid though. companies. I'm buying solid companies that I think are going to keep making money and bringing cash flow in in the future. And I'm trying to keep it simple that way, you know? And that's amazing. So essentially, you just bought one share of Pepsi every week for a hundred weeks straight. So literally, what it's like a span of what, like a little over two years to to get that. Just so yep, yeah, just over two years. And that's amazing. You literally, you know, I just recently discovered the whole world in Twitter as far as like DivTwit, 
And as I always see these things about brick by brick. So literally you like, you know, a dollar at a time, share at a time, you build that up. And that's amazing, man. Cause you know, a hundred, getting a hundred shares of anything is always an achievement, but Pepsi's not cheap. So the fact you did that with Pepsi is amazing. And you also have that with Johnson and Johnson. Is that correct? Not yet. Not quite. Um, who did I do it with? I haven't, Pepsi's the only one that I've done one share a week and I've was going to do it. Uh, I don't know. I thought about it with another solid company. I might do it with Procter and Gamble. I might just start it. You know, I don't, I don't want to make that commitment. now. <laughs> I might, it's I mean, close. I good, would love to have a hundred right shares of them. Yeah. Now, now would be a good time because my only fear is that they're going to go up to being overvalued really soon. But I bought Cisco. I had bought a whole bunch of, I was buying those in blocks. I got that up to a hundred. I had sold, I was going to do it with Merck and Mm -hmm. I, because of the inflation reduction act, not a big fan of the farm of the um, medical space right now because of what it's still murky. Yeah. We don't know exactly, but Medicare is going to be negotiating on drug prices. And for now that may be like the top 10 or, but it's, it's going to really limit like how, drug manufacturers can increase the prices. They have to, I think they're going to have to peg it to inflation and they can't, but all that that's going to do, I think is they're just going to, just going to raise the price right out the gate, make stuff really expensive. And so I don't know. I think there's a lot of murkiness with it. And uh, yeah, anyway, I just, I sold off a bunch of Merck when it was at like 91 or something. And that's something happened today. Cause I saw they jumped back up there. But I still have my position. I still have a decent, yeah, I don't know, decent position in Merck. And you know what, man? Just mm-hmm. hell with it. I'm no, buying. I'm buying solid businesses. What I think. That's that's awesome. Now, obviously, one thing, and I always talk about this in the podcast, is the the goal of this is is that kind of how you talk about there's certain things you can't trust. I can't trust the government that I'm going to have Social Security by the time I'm old and saggy. So this is why I really wanted to do this. <laughs> As and, opposed to young and saggy. Yeah, young and saggy. Which uh, once you reach thirty, I got the dad bod now, so I'm 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 rocking it out and I'm loving hey, it. Hey, the chicks love the dad bod because, <laughs> as my wife told me, when you don't have a dad bod, you look conceited and you don't look like any fun. So I do know mm-hmm. a guy though. Funny little side story. Mm-hmm. He dated a fitness model for a couple weeks, and you all think like, oh, dude, that's so hot. He said no, it was pretty much the worst two weeks of his life because. <laughs> For her to look like that, that was her bread and butter. That was her her brand, her body looking like that. He said mm-hmm. it what how she slept, ate, everything. It was 24-7, 365 to to look like that. And he's like basically meant no fun. No no late nights, no uh, you know, going on a bender over the weekend or something. He's like, Nope, had to be in bed early. Anyway, so no, that's amazing. I now, mean, now no, it's you true. All know that. Yeah. No, there we go. Uh, now we <laughs> dividend stock talking. Um, we have a new term for dividend stocks. Trademark that. And now we're talking about selling some fitness tea here. You know, it's great. But you know, one thing I like to use this, and I really want to use this for inspiration for people who maybe mm-hmm. haven't started yet or starting, and you know, they're like, "Oh, great! I got a three cent dividend from ticker symbol O oh, Realty Income." But on my last episode, um, Ron, the uh, Pinoy stock investor from Hawaii, he talked mm-hmm. about um, the when we did the episode, it was his first month receiving uh, $100 a month in dividends. And that's motivating. And obviously, I know you have a bigger portfolio. 
uh, would you actually care to share what your annual dividends are at this time? Yeah, so I break it up. I don't share what's in my uh, in my four hundred one k, right? Mm-hmm. So I have what I share on my website. If you go to dapperdividends.com, I have the three the uh, three portfolios that I share. So right here. Mm-hmm. Between those three, so mind you, they are a bridge account that I call it, that's just a taxable account, and that which means it's taxed. It's not mm-hmm. tax advantaged. Then I have a uh, uh, a Roth. Uh, what do you call it? The Roth. <laughs> I have the Roth. So mm-hmm. I'm reading. I'm trying to find it here. I'm, I'm looking at it. So I have the Roth, and then I have a self-directed IRA. Those last two are tax advantaged accounts, meaning that I can't touch them till I retire. But with the Roth, for those of you that are listening, you can always take out what you put in. You just can't take out the gains penalty free. And I'm currently at $4,655 of annual dividend income combined with those three portfolios. But with the taxable one, and this, this one I think is a little bit more interesting because this I can just I I'm paying taxes on the dividends regardless, but if I wanted to tomorrow, I could just liquidate the whole thing or I could just keep taking the dividends out to pay bills. That one's at $2,564 with uh, Pepsi being the biggest. I'm getting $460 a year currently from, uh, from good old pep, the pep pep. That's amazing. So right now, if you really, you know, obviously, and I'm, I'm assuming you're reinvesting the dividends back because mm-hmm. I'm sure you're not ready to take that out. But that's averaging, oh, almost, yeah. four, f- averaging almost $400 a month in passive incomes doing absolutely freaking nothing. That's yeah, am- yeah that's, that's, a, that's amazing. Yeah. When I will say, though, that the the self-directed IRA, what I did with that was I had pulled uh, money from my 401k at work. And then I put it in this at Schwab and there was no, no penalty or anything because it was moving it to like accounts from a retirement account to a retirement account. So there was no, uh, tax trigger on that. But yeah, so that one, I moved 30 K just to see what would happen with that. And then the Roth, the Roth I started, anybody can start the Roth. You can put in up to $6,000 a year. And then they just increase it for next year. Did they? Yeah, I think they increase it every year. Yeah, next year it's um sixty five hundred, um under fifty, seventy five hundred over fifty. So they just bumped that up. There's another. I think I saw the announcement last week. So that's always good. Okay. So you know that's amazing stuff. And then another thing I wanted to talk about. I know I've heard you talk about this on the podcast. And something sure. I always say: it's never, it's never too early, never too late to start investing. And you, as a father, you know, you said your teenage girls. I see that you've started doing a custodial account. I've actually not mm-hmm. talked about custodial. Do you want to give like a, a brief insight of what a custodial account is and the benefits to that? Yeah, so you can open up a custodial account and for anybody. I mean, you just need their social security number and you can open it up uh, at a brokerage. I had I always have a lot of questions. So like I love Schwab because mm-hmm. you, you just call. There's somebody on the line. They pick up, you know, you hear them typing on a keyboard and then they – they, they just answer all your questions. Fantastic. So I would, yeah, Schwab, Fidelity, Vanguard, TD, I, you know, any of those brokerages. I'm not a big fan of Robinhood. You know, hopefully they improve or they have improved. But yeah, the custodial, man, I opened it up for the kids when we got the, uh, the STEMI funds, which I didn't mm-hmm. ask for. Mm-hmm. And we gave some of it to charity. But then all of the money we got for them, I just put it in custodial accounts and I let them pick. I pre-selected 
you know, I don't know, maybe it was like 12 different stocks or whatever it was that I was okay with. And I let them pick those, but then they went off a little bit. Like my one daughter wanted to own Tesla. So, okay. You know, we'll see what happens with that. We, we let her buy some of that. And one of them wanted Apple. I think they both have Apple, you know, cause everybody, we don't use Apple. I have an Apple product through work mm-hmm. or phone, but you know, just trying to get them interested. And I always explain to them and they get sick of it. And they're probably upstairs hearing me tell this story. I always, well, someone's walking with a Starbucks cup. I'm like, dude, I'm like, check it out. That person just gave you some of their money. And yeah, it's a micro sliver of a penny from that one cup. But when it's every day, all day long, all around the world, that adds up. And it's literally, you're an owner. I I think it's cool. I tell them, I'm like, you guys realize you are legal owners of Starbucks. Like you own this business. And it's, you know. That's that's really amazing. And, you know, as a parent, you know, me growing up, um, the most that I got from my parents as far as the discussion is, is that pay your bills on time and have good credit. Everything else was like trial and error. And I think as a parent, you know, you're doing your, your daughter's or 30 steps ahead of a lot of people in the world. And it's just by making a really small contribution, helping them and teaching them that. And I think that's something that they, they got to get a way to teach kids at least basic things for this in school, because it's, I feel like learning this, you can make this work more for yourself than anything you learn in college or in school. So I don't know. They, they got to do something for that. And I'm glad that you're taking the steps for that with your daughters and, you know, doing that. Um, not stock, not a stock question, but I got to ask you, uh, how do your daughters feel that you're an online celebrity? Oh God, not a celebrity yet. They don't, they don't like it. They say it's embarrassing. So everything's embarrassing to them. I tell them you guys are crazy. Just wait till you're old. I'm like, you know what? I always use this example. I say the world has forgotten most of the Roman emperors. Like how many Roman emperors can you name? Not many. (laughs) Right. I I mean, for me, I think I got three, maybe four. Dude, there was, I don't remember the number, but it was Mm -hmm. a lot. I mean, we'll just say there was 30. If there was 30 Roman emperors and I could only name three or four, that means the world has largely forgotten some of the most powerful people on the planet. The Roman emperor was the most powerful human being on the planet. And here I am today in 2022, and, and I can't remember, you know, three quarters of them. So if the world will forget Roman emperors, that's probably going to be the same for us. So I always tell them, like, screw with the embarrassing. If you enjoy it and you like it, do it. Like, dude, life is short. You're going to be forgotten. So and make it memorable while you're here for yourself. Enjoy it, you know? No, absolutely. Yeah, they don't. They don't know. I try and bring them on. I drag them down. They won't. It's funny. I think the, the, the last stream I saw where you're like mocking them and it's like you're just begging from the big mr uh, mr poo aka louis and our number one dividend mr. investor poop, for you yeah. mr poop and yeah. uh, by the way guys that it's a cat just to make sure it's, oh. it's not <laughs> making sure but but and it's funny like they would not come on camera it's 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 hilarious though but you know i guess t- teenagers right who understands them yeah i got them when we started the stimmy fun stuff so way the way back of mm-hmm. my I, it might have been like the second or third youtube video i did and I, I brought him on. But that YouTube journey has been a long one, man, because I've, dude, I've done so much wrong. And it's, I didn't learn about having a really clear message for an exact person. I was just like, hey, I have like all this stuff I want to talk about. I'm going to talk about it. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong for the little inside baseball here for the 
for the listener, but yeah, when you'll see YouTube channels just all over the place and then they stop, it's because the viewers confused. Like I, who is this for dude? I was doing, you know, like credit cards for kids and crypto stuff and dividends. And then, you know, like acorns and I don't know why the psychology of Robin hood. Just, just trying it all out. See what's thick. Well, yeah. I, I threw about 500 things at the wall and, um, yeah. And I, so, you know, over the last maybe six to eight months, I've really focused. I'm like, okay, just, just dividend stuff. That's it. Like, that's why I have the header. It just says dividends, period. That's all. I want people to know that's all I'm going to talk about. You know, I, yeah, there's like you, man, there's a ton of stuff that you're in. Like, I love fi- uh, dynasty fantasy football, but I can't talk about that on the channel. Could you imagine if you wanted to listen to a, a baseball talk show? And you went in and they're like, okay, well, I know we usually talk baseball, but we're going to talk about gardening today. You'd be out of there, you know? No. I mean, maybe some people, I don't know, but you get my point, right? No, I, I get it. And actually, I'm actually going to go here and I'm actually going to cite one of your podcast episode where it had nothing. It had no, no, it's good though for me. <laughs> yeah. It had nothing to do with investing, but to me, it showed the human side behind Dapper Dividends. There's an app, I remember I was doing my run. And there was an episode where you talked about, I think you were on vacation in like a lake house and you just kind of took a break to talk about just about how amazing the vacation is. It had nothing to do with investing, but I really like that because it just shows that behind this, there's a human behind it. And I really connected with you as far as like a, a content creator and, you know, don't let anybody tell you not to stop singing. First and foremost, you (laughs) sing every, you know, you sing on and play the guitar in every video if you can, but you know, even though like I know for some people it's like, oh, this guy's not talking about dividends. Oh, this guy started talking about crypto. Oh, I'm I'm done here. But sometimes you gotta at least bring in something, and it just shows that you're just a human. And I absolutely love that about you, and that the fact that you don't care what people think. You're gonna do what you want to do. Obviously, now you you're getting a little bit more selective and targeted, and getting a little more strategic behind it, but. You have created this online personality that's one of a kind, and I'm and I will say that with great confidence. And you know, people here make sure that and all the links are going to be in the episode description for his YouTube channel, Twitter, Instagram, um, <laughs> Apple Podcast, Spotify, you name it, he's on it. And you guys need to check out Russ. And I got a couple more questions here because I just want to make sure you know that. And then not only with that, um, you've been a big big inspiration for me and I'll never forget the first episode I released with this is like let's see what the let, let's see what the heck happens I, I, according to Spotify and Apple I'm a clean show I can't curse um, yeah but I remember I, I posted the episode on my Instagram story and Ryan Ryan Williams follows me on there and I posted it and he goes I'm gonna check this out in my mind I'm like you know Ryan's a really big inspiration for me I'm like oh crap Ryan literally left me uh, like about a five minute like voice message on, you know, stories, just giving me the feedback and giving me that inspiration. And that to me was like, I literally went running to my spouse and saying, it's like, if like, if like the Pope just wrote to me, it was like to that level. And then later that same night, um, I posted it on Twitter. I get a follow from you on Twitter. We've never really talked or anything. And then you had retweeted, you you like requoted it and like retweeted it because you had talked about with Ryan. And I was like, I literally told my wife, it's like, another YouTube celebrity just shared this out. But for me though, (laughs) but honestly, you have no idea of like, as far as like for me with this journey I'm doing, how much you really 
really inspired me. And just by that one little retweet really pushed me to do the best I can with here to educate. So I want you to know like how thankful I am for you and for Ryan, and for everybody else, for, you know, just being such a great community on here. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, I, I get busy with things too. And, and I mean, you probably haven't seen me as active on Twitter. I guess I post and ghost. I get an idea. I'm like, oh, I should tweet that out. And it'll be like 830 in the morning. And then I'll check Twitter again at 4 p.m. <laughs> it's like, you know, or later. But you know what, man? I, I, I don't care. I just like talking to people. I, I, You know what I mean? There's been people I've retweeted their stuff. And they have like five followers or whatever. I don't care. Like, you know, it's it's about the people. I mean, that's I love talking with you and just meeting new people and talking investing. And it's just I don't know. Hopefully I'll, I'll be able to keep that going. And um. Yeah, it's funny, that lake thing. I, I do remember doing that now. And, yeah, we were in Missouri. We were on vacation to the Ozarks. Yeah, I just sat on the dock, and I was like, ah. But that's the freedom that we have. When it, You know, it's funny. It's funny for for you and whoever's listening mm-hmm. and that ever might create content. That's what I've learned is that you got to be yourself because if you're not yourself and you're trying to be like somebody else, you're a watered down version of that person. So why would you want to consume a watered down version of something when you could just get the actual thing? And furthermore, Harris, like when you're being you, we can only get you from you. That's it. There's one place in the whole wide, wide world of sports that we can get you. And that's on whatever you're doing, your podcast or YouTube, eventually, whatever. But yeah, it's, it's, that's what I've learned. Yep. And now I've said my piece. Yes. As you said, the whole, the worldwide web of sports, the only thing I heard in my head was that. And oh my God, my boss, my boss has that all day. I'm talking to him constantly and it's just, yeah. ESPN Disney product, by the way, Disney DIS. The rumors that they might sell. We'll see. They're not selling. Bob Chapek said over my dead body. I'm paraphrasing him. He didn't say that, but awesome. Last question I want to have here. And this is just to kind of tell, you know, everybody here, like who has not started investing or just started, what is the number one advice, not financial advice, but just from your experiences, what would you tell somebody who wants to dabble in this and do this for the long term? Uh, What would you tell somebody just to kind of make sure that they're keeping track with, you know, what we're trying to do? Well, that could be uh that could be an hour long answer from me. So in a, in a nutshell, I would say, uh, sorry, I got the water coming back up here. Um, I'm okay. Everybody, no worries. No worries. We start, you got to start and you got to start somewhere. And, but I would say once you, you start, you're going to have to ask yourself, am I going to be somebody that will spend maybe two to three hours a week looking at news and just looking at what these companies are doing, if anything's going on. And if you were, are willing to do that at least, at least two to three hours a week, then I would say invest in individual companies, go that route. But if you don't want to, which there's nothing wrong with it, I would go VTSAX or VTI, one of the Vanguard total stock market funds like S&P 500, just put your money into that. You know, they're self-cleansing. You have new startups coming in they'll eventually trickle in rise to the top and then the bad companies they get booted out so yeah you're not going to outperform the market you will only ever do 
as well as the market, which is perfectly fine because you're experiencing the average stock market returns by just buying this one thing. Like you could literally, uh, I know the fire community is really big on VTSAX or its sister uh, VTI. It's the same exact thing. And yeah, I would do ETF investing. I mean, then, you know, I, I know Harris has talked about it. You can get a little more granular and just do like consumer staples or just pharmaceuticals or there's thematic ETFs. I mean, it's it's crazy. But if you don't even want to do that, just total stock market fund like a, like a VTI and you just do average with the market, which, you know, is what? Oh, God, I forgot it. Here comes the brain fog, mm-hmm. like seven, eight percent on average a year or something like that. I think eight percent's the number. I, I think always eight. forget it. I think it's eight. It's like, but you're right. They're on the seven to eight. But no, that's you know, I think that's great advice. And like, and I think I've even seen people do like, look, if you, if you literally don't care about the stock market, you have no idea. Like, for example, like I use M1 for this. Mm-hmm. Do auto draft, auto buy, set, forget, don't look at it, and just let it do its thing. It's literally the easiest thing to do. And if you literally do that, put the money in there. You stay committed, looking 20, 30 years, like, oh, crap. Nice, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's what we're going for, man. And, you know, I haven't been investing that long, like, uh, individ- like so I started, obviously, with the, with the work 401k in 2003. But yeah, that's, you know, like my brother-in-law doesn't care, doesn't know, but he still has money being contributed. So technically he's an investor, but yeah. you know, he couldn't even tell you where, where, the, where anything's at, but you know, that's fine though. I mean, it's, it's okay. It's a beautiful thing. The stock market over any 20 year period, you will never have lost money. That's going back to the beginning. You could have, if you put money into the stock market on the eve of the was that Black Thursday, the stock market crash in 1929? In 20 years, you will have made money. So, any 20 year period, the longer you invest, the market's never lost money. I love it, man. It's a good thing. It's what I'm doing, sharing that's, it. I'm happy you. Um, no, it's amazing, Russ. And I'm going to take a play out of your playbook before we, you know, we kind of say bye here. Uh oh. Okay. What do you got? Fireworks or something? Or. No, I, I, I promise that we don't have people with um, fireworks going off their nipples or anything like that. But Not that, none of that dividend growth stuff, huh? Nah, but no? you, are, ah. you, you need to trademark Next that, time. though, and make a business out of that. <laughs> I think it's time for us to sing a song as a goodbye to everybody here. Uh, Russ, it's been amazing to be able to, you know, finally, like first time actually talking to you in person. And it's been amazing. And everybody said links are in the bottom for all his all his uh, social his podcast you please go check him out amazing stuff i promise you you will not be bored it's so entertaining and i'm here to sing a song for mr russ dapper dividend <laughs> he sings in his podcast so i'm gonna sing him a song that's the best as i got dude I love it, man. You're being yourself, being your wide and wonderful, weird self. Yeah. See that, man? Be yourself. It feels funny. You'll get more used to it, you know. You'll flub up. You'll screw up stuff, and who cares? Like I said, if – well, I can't. I should – I. you know what? Now you've, you've convinced me. I need to know a Roman emperor. I got to have an example, and I'm writing it down on my paper here so I can say – 
Emperor so-and-so. Remember him? And they'll say, who? I'm like, exactly. The world's going to forget you too, so be yourself, baby. Awesome. Everybody, um, thank you so much for joining us for this episode here at uh, Dapper Dividends, a.k.a. Russ. Um, everybody, again, as I always like to close out my show, um, this will be the only time I'll probably sing on the show, but as you always um, say, um, doesn't matter whether you're investing for the future, paying down debt, or investing in yourself, you're going to reach your goal one penny at a time. Russ, I'm going to give you the honor to say the final goodbye here. Oh, dude, you put me on the spot. Yeah, just start, suck, get better. That's awesome, it. guys. <laughs> Everybody, thank you so start, much for joining us. Start, suck, and get better. Da, da, da. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Awesome. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us this episode. Take care. Peace.